Isaiah 9 and 6. It's probably been on every other Christmas card you got this year. What a powerful promise. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Luke 2 and 11, we see the angel now announcing the fulfillment of this prophecy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And finally, James 1 and 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So for the next few moments, we're going to discuss this. The perfect gift. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you this morning. We honor you. We are so thankful that you came. And we're thankful, Lord, that you have saved us and filled us. And Lord, we're just... Just worship now in your presence. Let our hearts just hear the word and be encouraged today. Strengthen us, Lord. And God, we're going to praise you for all these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give a hand clap to the Lord and a shout of praise before you're seated this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Thank you, darling, for singing that this morning. You can be seated. God bless you. The perfect gift. I think that phrase aggravates a lot of people this time of year. I think the perfect gift finds itself in the same list with Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, who shot JFK. You know, they say Bigfoot is the hide-and-seek champion, but... A close second would be the perfect gift, trying to find that right thing. And the, you know, and giving's a part of life for us. I mean, we we give gifts, birthdays, anniversaries, graduations. I mean, it's just what goes on. But at Christmas time, I mean, we got to try to keep up with wise men. They're giving gold and frankincense and myrrh and traveling around the world to do so. You know, Christmas is a special time. Of giving. And, you know, the thing is, is that tomorrow morning, all across the, the world, especially in the United States, there will be many mothers and fathers, husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, fiancés, whatever they, their relationship may be. They'll be watching as all the boxes and the bags are being torn, o- torn open, wanting to know, did I get the perfect gift. Did I get them exactly what they wanted, exactly what they needed? Did, is it going to just knock their socks off? They're going to post about this on all their social media. Am I, am I going to get a little praise for this perfect gift? Because we want to do that for people that are special in our life. Get them the perfect gift. Now, some people, get them a tie. You know, just... You know, give them a box of candy. You know, get, you know, 
Uh, and you know, you just, there's there's those that you know, like, yeah. Uh, you, uh, you, some some people's gifts you're getting it five below. Some people's gifts you're getting from Dillard's or you know, Sephora. Yeah, you know, you're spending some change on some people. It's it's what you're doing. But, but it's it's just uh, you want them to cherish it, and and you love them so much you want to give them exactly what they want and need. It's it's all this, uh, uh, you know. It's frustrating, it's stressful. It makes you just want to just go go on a trip, go on a cruise for Christmas. I don't want to go somewhere. There's a show that I uh, that I used to watch and, and watch some of this uh, comedy is uh, it's called Everybody Loves Raymond. And one of the themes of that show throughout every season is that he cannot ever get. He's in search of the perfect gift for his mother, for his dad, for his wife. And, and he, he, he always thinks he's got it, and then something happens and it falls apart, and he never quite gets it. And, and it's like that with us looking for these gifts. Why is it so hard? It's because the list of the criteria that defines the perfect gift is always moving, and it's always changing. And... When you've got a big family or a lot of friends or a lot of people, especially in life, how do you buy 10 or 20 perfect gifts? Because you've got to find the perfect gift for the individual. Because what might be perfect for this one, the other one doesn't like it. I don't want that. That's not what I want. So many hoops to jump through. Especially if you're going to buy clothing. I don't buy clothing for my wife. Because I watch her take it back every time I do. I gave up on it. But you got to be careful with clothing because first thing you want to say is, what size do they wear? Be careful. That's thin ice. Because if you buy too big, whoo, that's how you see me. But then if you buy too small, They've got to take it back because in size up, and that's depressing for them. So what color, what fit, what style? i got to address wants. i got to address needs. How much is it going to cost? The money. Or sometimes it's the person. They're impossible to buy for. They never like anything. They have everything. And then it's, oh, is it going to match what they got me? How much did they spend? How much time or thought or effort did they put in theirs? I just, I bought a Kit Kat, a Coke, and saw their gift at the counter. I mean, it's like, what, what's going to happen? Is, it's going to be awful if I give them a bag of oranges and they got me a car. You see, even in gift buying, that, that curse of comparing is, is there. But then we take the easy route, gift card. Let them get what they want. Just give them a gift card. It used to be just give them money because it's the right size and right color. <clears throat> Unless it's a dollar. Because if you start talking about money, some people are size 100. You don't see very many ones size ones in, in money. 
people don't mind going up in size when it comes to the dollar. But then in the very fine print of the gift-giving book and rules and regulations, there's this one little sentence that almost helps us get off. It's the thought that counts. But even if the thought is right, we always feel like the gift seems to fall short. I didn't quite do it. And even if we do manage somehow to get the perfect gift, it's only for that year. It's almost like gift giving is under the law. We got to come back every year. <laughs> A yearly sacrifice. Next year, I'm going to have to raise the bar. What do you get them if you gave them this much? There? Oh, next year. Oh, and, and I got to go one step further. And so now you think, well, at least I've got a, I got, a, I got a year to think about it. No, you don't. Because in August, you're going to walk into Hobby Lobby and see Christmas. And be reminded right away that it's coming. And I've got just a few months to think, what am I going to do this year, what's going to happen again? And, and this is just a gift we buy for one individual person. But our God is the ultimate gift giver. Yeah. We struggle at it. He don't struggle. <laughs> He's the ultimate gift giver. For every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, from the Father. Woo! I'm thankful for the perfect gift. Jesus Christ, the Lord, our Savior. And he, he didn't have to get that for just an individual. So he, we look for multiple perfect gifts for one individual. He got one gift that was perfect for us all. For us all. That's why in Isaiah 9 and 6 it says, For unto us this son is given, this, this child is born, this son is given. It's, it's this one, and it's for us. The angel said in Luke uh, 10 and 11. Did I give you that, Luke 10 and 11? Maybe I didn't. But he said this would be to all people that this Savior would be born. Unto you. Now, unto you wasn't just to an individual. That was a, a, an angelic being talking to humanity. Unto you, for all people, it would be born a Savior, Christ the Lord. And, and there's no price that you can put on it. There's, uh, 2 Corinthians 9 and 15, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. Now, that doesn't mean you, you can't talk about it, that it's a secret. The word there. Uh, translates to indescribable. You can't put into words how wonderful the gift is. You can't really adequately describe. It's such a great gift that you can't adequately put it into words what God has given to us. We try to tell people how it feels. We, oh, it's the best feeling you'll ever have. It's, there's nothing like it. You, how, how do you know? You just know. Do you remember when you first came to the Lord? Do you remember what it felt like when you came out of the water baptized in Jesus' name? And, and you're like, I don't even know what to tell you except I feel 
brand new. Well, what's that feel like? I don't know. It just, I, I, I just feel it. It's, I, I, well, how do you know it was God? Because the, cre- the creation knows its creator. A child knows its father. And, and, and I knew it was him. And, and this gift is priceless. It's indescribable. It's perfect because it's from our father. That's the only perfect gift you're going to ever, ever find. It's going to be from him. It's not worried about size, color, style, cost. It's already been paid for. We don't have to worry about matching it. It'll never run out. It won't go out of style. There will be no delay on delivery. And you never have to worry about it being lost in the mail. There is only one. And that one is enough for the whole world. Woo, wouldn't it be easy if one would be perfect for, for all in, in life? Man, you'd be like Oprah. You get in a car, 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 and everybody's happy. But it ain't like that. I don't want a car. I want a truck. I want a bike. I want a pogo stick or whatever. Everybody's going to want something different. But, but this one Savior is enough and will always be enough. For any generations coming after us, it'll never have. You know, the, when the angel came and, and said, For unto you is born this day a Savior, Christ the Lord, there's never, there's not a yearly announcement by angels somewhere telling another group, Oh, the, by the way, this year, new Savior, another Savior. This, that announcement was made once, and it was good news for all people. And one Savior makes it easy. I don't have to choose. I don't have to decide. I don't have to worry about "Mm, which one should I pick, which one will be right for me. This one God, this one Savior is enough, is the right fit for us all. It's Him. One Savior. That's why in Isaiah, the Lord will save Himself. Isaiah 45, 21 and 22 Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? There is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Now, he's not talking about a physical location beside. He's saying except for me. He said there is no other Savior except for me. That's what the word translates to, uh, except. So he's saying there is no other Savior except for me. And then he went on to say, Look unto me and be ye saved, all ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. There is no other God. He's God alone, and that means he is Savior alone, and there wouldn't be another one beside him. In 1 Timothy 4 and 10, it says, We trust in the living God who is the Savior of all. All men, especially to those that believe. So he is the Savior for the whole world. He's the Savior to all men. He always has been. And that's why John would declare when he saw Jesus walking down the road, John 1, 29, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. It's not going to have to be a different Savior for different people. 
It's not going to be a different God for different people. It's not going to be a different God for different countries or different cultures. There's only one God. He's the God alone. He's the God of the whole world. He's the Savior of all. Just Him. You know, this, this time of year, this, uh, this time that people are focusing and, and remembering the birth of the Lord, what a great time it is for people to learn that there is only one often people say this is proof that there's at least two because a son is a father and a son is a son given it that means there's two but it's one look at let's let's just go back and look again what what is what was being said in the in the language of things that's being said this perfect gift in Isaiah 45, we just read, the Lord, put 45, uh, 21 and 22 back up. There is no God beside me. That means except me. There's only that one. And I'm a just God and a Savior. There is none except me. There's no God except him. There's no Savior except him. So look unto me to be saved all ends of the earth. Doesn't matter where you are, what color you are, what language you speak, where you come from. I'm God. There's nobody. There's not another one. There's no other God, there's no other Savior to look to except God. His word's forever settled. It don't change. He said, I'm the Lord, I change not. That means I will always be the only Savior that the world can, can know. So if he's the only one that can save me, God, the Savior, I got no problem with that. What I love is in the book of Acts, Acts 4 and 12, it lets me know his name. For there is no other name under heaven. That would be all ends of the earth. Given whereby we must be saved. Well what's that name? Uh, Jesus means Jehovah Savior. Okay. We got that. First Peter 1 and 9. Well we know but it's by grace through faith that we're saved. We've got to have faith in him. Peter said the end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. Hebrews 12 and 2 tells me looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of my faith, which is the end of, is my salvation. He's not contradicting Isaiah. He's not contradicting God. He's simply saying, I know his name. When I'm looking unto Jesus, I'm looking at the only God who is the Savior, who was given for the whole world. He is the perfect gift. It wasn't contradiction. It was clarity. The writer has given us clarity on this perfect gift, who he is. So God said, I must look to him to be saved because he's God alone, the Savior. There's no other name that can save me. So Jesus is the name of God alone, the Savior. That's why the angel said he would be called Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. And when the child was born, they called his name Jesus. That's why I look unto Jesus, uh, the author and finisher of my faith, the Savior of my soul. Can, the, can anybody on any part of the earth look to anybody else but him? No. Because he is God alone. It's always going to be true. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. Well, that was Israel. Well, if hero, hero Israel, if Israel's got to hear it, then those that are grafted in has got to hear it too. We can't hear something. We can't hear another declaration. There is only one Lord. He is God Almighty, the King of Kings, the first, the last, the beginning, the end. He is that Savior that was born, Christ the Lord. I, I know. He said, wow, a Godhead lesson for, for Christmas Eve. Absolutely. 
Because if you're going to celebrate, if you're going to be thankful for the one that came, you ought to know who it was. In Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and 47, Mary is rejoicing with Elizabeth. And she, and she said this, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And then, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Hold on now. God my Savior? She's carrying this Savior. Just 11 verses into the next chapter. And the angel says, there is born unto you a Savior, Christ the Lord. That's okay. Because 2 Corinthians 5 and, 5, 5 and 19 lets us know that God was in Christ. This one God, this only God who is the Savior that all the world must look to. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That's why he said, look unto me, all ends of the earth, and be saved. Because I am God and there is none else. And that one God that was manifest in flesh, Jesus Christ. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That's why 2 Peter 3 and 18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who's the Savior? Isaiah, God declared it. I am the Savior. And there's none except me. I'm glad that now we know his name. I'm glad that the angel told him, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In this time of year when we're looking at that baby in the manger and we're so excited about the, the Christmas story, know what it's actually about. It's when God came to deliver this world, this cre creation. That's when God wrapped himself in flesh, purchased the church with his own blood, gave us his saving name, told us we can look unto him. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Aren't you thankful that you can know him? Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. I'm glad I know the Savior today. Christ the Lord. Glory to God. And finally, I'll, I'll, I'll end up with this. Honey, if you want to come on, I'm, I've got just another moment. Wouldn't be long today, I knew it, but just wanted to share. I, I love, I told her last night, I said, I love when I'm just reading through stuff and it's just God just shoots this stuff out to you. <laughs> and just, you start seeing who he is. But God did give us the perfect gift. You can stand with me this morning. God did give us the perfect gift. If the criteria even is from the list we read earlier. If it's about wants, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If it's about needs, Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need by Christ Jesus. If it's about joy, in his presence is fullness of joy. If it's about peace, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, but my peace I give. He is the Prince of Peace. If it's about comfort, Jesus reminded us, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. And if it's about love, surely we remember, for God so loved the world that he gave. So thanks be to God for his 
indescribable, perfect gift. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Isn't it wonderful? Aren't you glad you know him? And if you don't know him, you can. And if you've never been baptized in that name that's above every name, it's the only name whereby we must be saved. It makes me understand even more when Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And that's why we baptize in his name, because that's the only name given whereby we must be saved.